Ladies and gents, you're with Adrian Asaurus, the coach of Rapanorama Magic Round in the books. Round 10 of Supercoach, and it was a bit of an interesting round. Um, you know, most popular captain in Nico Hines. He's human, isn't he? Uh, he was my lowest scorer, actually, for the week, and he happened to be my captain, and I think a lot of people were actually in that boat as well. Magic Round, another terrific um, festival sort of feel. I had a really good time, uh, but, you know, it was mixed with good and bad for me. Um, yeah, the good was terrific. I caught up with some great um, super coach people out there. I was re- a bit down because good old Tim Williams from the old playbook. I tried my guts out to meet up with him over the uh, Magic Round weekend because he's a bit of a hero of mine. I love him. He's a Camp Raiders fan. Brother played for the old Raiders. And he brushed me. Um, so up yours, Tim. No, I'm really joking. Um, and, yeah, I really wanted to catch up with Tim Moody. I, I um, love Tim Moody. He's a previous winner. He, he was around in town as well, and I tried my best to get up with him, but I couldn't. Um, also, Ado had a guest along who I bought tickets for, $400 tickets, eh? Uh, my shout. And he only lasted one game into the second day and then absolutely... Threw it back in me face. Gone for the rest of the weekend. Um, so if you're out there, mate, listen to the podcast, feel free to send me 400 bucks because it was an absolute waste of my money. <laughs> and look, uh, he, just in true Edo style, I didn't even make it to um, day three. And I'll tell you why. Because I was on two days no sleep. I didn't sleep Friday night. I didn't sleep Saturday night. And I just was absolutely mind I was, I was out of me, off my mind on uh, the Sunday and I needed to go home and sleep. Um, on the Saturday, my girlfriend met me to go for um, kick-ons after the um, Saturday night um, games and I got in a couple of fist fights because Ado's a bit of a goer if someone gets in his face. A couple of guys 
were playing kicksies outside of a bar and they decided to kick Ado on his way past. Big mistake, fellas. I'm sure you're out there if you're listening and you love the show. Don't kick Ado. Not a good, uh, not not good advice for you. Um, and then the second one was in a in a shop. We were grabbing something for the missus and someone put hands on my missus and that's even worse than kicking Ado. So the missus wouldn't let me go out and kick on on the Saturday night. But let's just say I still got no sleep because we did um, have fun for the evening. So that's that's an eight hour weekend on at Magic Round in in all its glory. But um, look, uh, I um, enjoyed myself for what I was there. The games were great. Um, we'll get on to the Super Coach stuff, but it's such a great um, event. If you're not getting kicked or people are not putting their hands on your business, <laughs> but um, and you, well, see, I don't condone fighting as well, but I do condone sticking up for yourself. So, um, look, uh, I would encourage you all to come to Magic Round. There are some bell ends out there, but um, get yourself a good group of people. Um, I should, uh, you know, say I, I, I have a, lo- a lot of fun there as well and enjoy watching all the games and all the different fans and interacting with all of them. And most of them, nearly all of them, are terrific. So, I couldn't endorse it anymore. Um, but just you know, if you're out there late on the old Saturday night, two days in, you're probably going to meet a couple of those lunatics out there. Just that Ado's an even bigger lunatic. So good luck to you if you do it ever again, you monsters out there, you lunatics. Um, let's get into um, Super Coach. We'll go to our first segment. Getting to know you. All right, let's uh, have a look at it, eh? Um, For me, like I said, Nico Hines was my lowest scorer of of the round. He was my captain, which is a bit disappointing. But I finished with a 1,266, which was good scoring. Um, It saw me go up 2,927 spots, which I'm happy. I love some green arrows. Um, and 6,044 on the season rank, which is good. Um, I think at this stage of the season, hey, I didn't look at my team uh, at all. I didn't make any changes to anything uh, from Friday onwards. So that may be the uh, the old recipe for success. Just make make your moves and then don't uh, don't hesitate. Just leave them on there. Um, so it worked out well for me. I'm happy with the green arrows. I'm happy with you know, the shape of the team and how it um, all panned out. Obviously, we do know Nico is human. It was a pretty good matchup there for him. I know some people who, and I did feel like Cleary, and we know some people sold Cleary to Moses, and that would absolutely sting. But I felt like Cleary, this is a kind of event for the big fella, the big chin, um, and he did score very well. I know some people went the captain on him, and obviously you're going to have seen some nice green arrows comparatively to these Nico Hines captainers. Um, for me, the good scorers, um, Dave Fafita, mate, he's having a terrific year, isn't he? Um, I'm, I'm sure he's a shoo-in for origin, uh, but I don't know if you even you hold him, don't you? He's worth a, an absolute mozza. He scored 100 on the button. Dill bags. Um, seeing all of those memes out there of um, the glasses guy, you know, uh, looking at uh, dill bags, but then, you know, putting the glasses on and it's uh, Cody Walker. Um, not that Cody's been bad. He's probably been better a lot of the time, but dill bags has really hit his straps. And it was a timely score there of 116. Obviously, I just mentioned Cleary, 120. It's, he's such a big game sort of player. Matto was good. Oh, some people were worried about him off the bench. I wasn't. Um, he looked terrific, as, as as always, when he comes on. 78 points for him. I don't know how the hell Tom Trojevic ended up on 82, but I'll take it. 
Um, I brought in Gutho, um, and I think if you didn't get that bin, obviously you lose the points there for negative points, and you lose 10 minutes on the field. Um, it would be a bit of a pity, I guess, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll live with it. Uh, and I did also bring in, who else did I bring in, Ado? I brought in um, Sean Lane. Uh, I, I went against Hopgood. I went with Lane, uh, and he finished on a 44, which is, is a bit uh, disappointing on the trades front, but it was pretty pretty much, you know, pretty good scoring. Like, I mean, hey, if your lowest score there is Heinz, you know, pity it's the captain though. But, um, yeah, it was a good round. I'm happy to get the green arrows um, and onward and upward to uh, round 11. Fast approaching for the buys. I was taking a lot of questions this week about um, players that, that you might be targeting for the buys. Obviously, we know teams like Parramatta, and they cover all three buys, but... I was giving people instructions not to load up too much on them because obviously we know the round 14 is going to be um, a tough round because the, the Parramatta Eels, even though they might be covering the three buys, they do have a buy in round 14. And it's not like the other rounds we've been having so far with one team on the buy. We've got multiple teams on the buy. Um, I know that the um, Manly Seagulls are uh, on the buy. So, you know, a lot of us might have a Turbo. We'll have a Schuster. We'll have a Garrick Type 1. So you are looking at... You know, your four or five eels, you're looking at two or three um, manly seagulls. Um, in I think, who else is it on the 14? Is it the Warriors? Oh, it's the Knights. Um, so, look, I reckon uh, you've got to be careful about that because I think it'll almost be harder than round 13. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that round 13 and 14 go because people might be loading up for the round 13 and then I think we're going to find that round 14. And even in the other boys, I think the, the, the game after, the round after, is going to be almost harder than the buys because obviously those rounds you've got to get your full complement of 17 whereas in the other ones it's obviously the best um is it i don't know 12 or 13 i should know that as a podcaster but um i think that the ones following are going to be much harder ones to um cover i'm your host adriana soros and welcome to tonight's news um let's go in and have a look at the Injuries uh, for the round. Kurt Capewell grabbed a head knock. That's going to be a to be confirmed on the time frame. Kosi had a knee problem. That's also to be confirmed. Aitken uh, has a hamstring problem. He's been good this year um, uh, with the jewel, the hair of second row forward center wing. Um, they've got the bye this week, though, so we will get some information on that. Nelson's got a rib problem, which we'll hear from as well. Murray, a head knock. Bateman, a hamstring to be confirmed. Egan Butcher, a head knock, and Mitch Moses. A lot of people brought him in for uh, Cleary, and, and that would have stung because he got a, it was a big swing in difference points-wise there, 100 points, um, and he's definitely not going to be there for next round, um, maybe even the round after because, I mean, hey, I don't even know what the, the mandatory stand down for. I thought Chance um, had to wait another week as well, but he, he was back. So um, that's all I know from the injuries. Um, if I've missed any, I do apologise. Let's talk about the charge. Ain't no thang, it's all fine. So for all of you people out there, obviously you're going to have to worry about your players that um, are injured there. There's some key players that a lot of people own, but no uh, judiciary, which is really good to hear. Let's move it on to Around the Grounds. Around the Grounds. Alrighty, there's some absolute standouts of Magic Round. They're worth talking about. Um, people who dominated the round, let's kick it off. Mike Acevo, I think I, I was there. I think they were, oh no, I wasn't. I didn't make it to that one. Um, on the, I was watching on the TV and I could hear the old um, 
Sivo chant at Suncorp, which is pretty cool. Um, 124 for Sivo. He's um, a reasonably small ownership, and, and he is one of those players that um, could have been an option for people because obviously we're picking up... Uh, you know, eels for the their three buy coverage. Um, he's worth six hundred and eighteen now. He's just gone up uh, forty three thousand. Um, I think he's probably might be a bit too expensive for you, but he's had um sort of a milder season. He's got a couple of seventies and eighty in there, but this was really the breakout sort of game. Uh, and those small ownerships, the three percent or whatever he's at, uh, and uh, congratulations, hundred twenty four points for him. Um, Dylan Edwards. He's a weapon, isn't he? Um, he's just unlucky that he's behind all these amazing fullbacks like Teddy and uh, Turbo and Latrell. Um, but he's well, he would not look out of place in a in an Australian or in a. Um, yeah, state of origin jersey. He's finished with 122 this week, which is terrific. Cleary, um, I said sellers beware because this is um, just like Cleary in these big sort of event carnival type thing like Magic Round. Um, 120 points from him. Tomoko, um, he's very uber pod. He's under 2%. Um, he is... Uh, a really astute purchase for those people. 119 points. Obviously covers that first buy as well. Um, 654,000 he's worth now. Unbelievable. Dylan Brown, Dillbags. Um, he came alive, didn't he? Late uh, part of that um, game. Just everything he was doing looked sizzling. 116 points for him. Talakai, um, 106 points for him. He's just quietly gone along pretty nicely this year, um, Talakai. His average is 63.3 uh, for the uh, year. Uh, he's just sort of real consistent, sort of, he's got a low score of 37 and he's got a 44 in there and then he jumps up into 50s, a 92 last week and 106 this week. Um, really um, has gone under the radar. He's under 3% um, and those people sort of have been going for more Latalos and admittedly he's had a great year, um, but Telekai owners, uh, well done. Uh, 102 there for Teague Wilton as well. He's 10% owned, so that's nice um, ownership to sort of hurt people there with a nice ton. 102 points for him, not for Luma. Um, back into the team, and that's like the no for we know um, in of, of old. Uh, and the Tigers are up and, up and away. They've got a couple of wins. Um, 101 for him. Uh, you know, well done to those people that uh, ha- have a no for because he's been out of the team, hasn't he? So he's under 1%. Some sickies out there own him, uh, and you got yourself 100. I mentioned there Dave Fafita uh, with 100. Uh, he has had a cracking year. Um, when it comes to premiums, his average for the year is 83.7. He's just been so, so consistent. Uh, and that's tunned up now two weeks in a row for Big Dave. I think he's got an origin berth uh, on the horizon. Um, let's move it on to the next segment. Nailed it! Yes, there were some good scores in there that weren't quite enough to make the old around the grounds, but some very good scoring in there. Um, starting with Tohu Harris, 96 points. Tohu is dual. He's at 582 after he just uh, went up 18k, 582,800. Uh, he's, he's someone I've got my eye on for sure. Um, Tohu, uh, I had him at a certain point in the season, but obviously he had those little knee problems. Uh, played the full 80 this week as well. Um, look, the only thing I'm worried about with him is the, the injuries uh, with the knees. Um, and so, yes, it's a bit of a buyer beware because he has not played every game and he does obviously have those problems with the knees. But, I mean, he's playing 80 minutes last week. Seems like he plays 80 minutes most weeks if um, if he's there. So I've got my eye on him. He's very affordable. He's got the jewel. I know a lot of people are looking at other players like DeBella who's having a ripping, um, you know, 
recent times and over the last three, five weeks. Um, but I kind of am partial to Tohu. Um, maybe even just because I like Tohu more. I don't know. Selwyn Cobo, he was electric, wasn't he? 96 points. Val- Valence Taware a debut. He had a debut and a half, couple of tries, 94. Uh, he's into the bye this week. So um, he's obviously going to be brought in by people after that big score. Do you go early on him? Is he going to hold his spot or is Branko going to come back? How do you drop him after that? I don't know. Uh, Reese Walsh. Look, a lot of people got rid of Reese Walsh, and I did too. I got rid of him to Gutho with the high break even. Look, he still lost money. He lost 60K. Um, but there was a little bit extra in the old score, wasn't it? 30, 40 points, 94 for the people that held, 93 for the people that held him. He's still tick under 30%, and well done. He was always going to bounce back, um, I think, in the softer matchups, um, and they gave him a bit of a shellacking. So Reese was involved in that. And for Noah Blake. What a player. He's having a ripping year. He's um just up to 738,000 just quietly. How many people own him? 12%. Um, wow, you're probably priced out of him. He's made nearly 200K on his starting price. And, wow, the last five, 52, 79, 102, 85, 91, that is elite. He's having an absolute ripping year. He's leading from the front. Uh, and he's just got away from me. I'm never going to get him now because he's too expensive. Someone who's not too expensive. We just mentioned him, uh, Jack DeBellin. Um, 91 points for him. He has just quietly got a three-round average of 75. Um, he's played big minutes um, in recent times. A couple of 80-minute games in there and a 74 last week. Um, he is... Probably enticing, a similar price there to Tohu. Um, he is going to be there for the round 13. Um, he's going to be there for uh, the round 17. So, I mean, look, he's covered, He's going to cover some buys. Um, the only thing I worry about with him is coaches on last legs. I mean, surely he's not going to stuff around with DeBellin. He's one of the probably better players in the team, so he's probably not on the chopping block. Maybe that could be a, a move for me. Maybe not Tohu with the injury worries, and I think DeBellin is going to be good um, by coverage as well. So um, he's definitely somebody on the radar. Uh, Ruben Cotter was great in that win there by the Cowboys for 90. Brian Toto, um, he's... Um, at a loss to Oddie's starting price for the year, but he's come good with some decent scoring as well um, <clears throat> for Brian. Uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, we've seen lower scores in a 29 and a 46, but we got an 89 in there. So it's been a bit of a checkered up and down sort of last five weeks for him, but he's got an 89, a 67 and a 112 in there. So well done to those that have hung on there with uh, Brian. He's just not as consistent as he's been, um, Brian, but you know, you'll take that this week. Tino is great with an 80. Foran was good with an 88. Crichton with an 87 as well. Cody Walker, um, very good with an 86. Manu was terrific as well with an 86. Um, Preston, good. Um, He's made 353,000 for the year. Unbelievable. 86 points. Ruben Garrick, I don't know how he got these points, but he got them 83. Sullivan with an 83. Tom Travoy, which I don't know where he got the points from either. Uh, oh, Garrick got all those. Line, he was getting line breaks that I never even saw. Um, Tom Travoyevich with an 82. Kelly an 82. Hudson Young is 79. Lumalu still keep on scoring, isn't he? Um, 79. He looks damaging running those lovely lines. Matt O'Good with a 78. Simmonson with a 76. Fatisi New um, with a 76. Alex Johnston, um, you know, I didn't got a mild score off him when I brought him in last week, but I was happy to get a 76 out of him this week. Nikarima, uh, it's going to be hard to drop. He's been good in there uh, for those Dolphins. Um, he's finished on a 75. Yo, 74. Bulatalo with a 73. Oh, mate, there's a lot of 70s in there. Khan Pereira, Wakem, 
Munster, Sean Johnson, Billy Smith, Saab. I'm not doing any more because that's a lot of them. There were some good scorers in there this week. Um, you know, it was a bit of a round like that. There was those few sort of hundreds. We had um, nine of them to be in to be precise, um, but there was still some really good scoring, some good consistent scoring out of people. Like, I mean, things are good, obviously, in the scoring of Nico's your lowest score. Now let's move it on to the next bit. You really dropped the ball, man. Hutchinson, he's still 8% owned, isn't he? But he's finished on a five, so sucked in. You shouldn't have had him. I don't know why, but it has worked out okay for people. Uh, well, no, he's lost 34K, but I mean, and he's oh, he's still 200,000. It was a shit move. You shouldn't have done it. Um, moving on, we had uh, Sonny Luke, mate. He's been an absolute wretched uh, play, play to have as your backup uh, hooker. And what am I going to do when Grant's out for origin? Um, that's a bit of a pity he's not sort of come on with all the hype that we had behind him. Um, a couple of other players that people have um, owned that have done pretty poor. Moses is now at 7.9%. People did make that move from Cleary and he finished on a 17, which is going to kill you. Um, Murdoch Mosilla, he's just been an absolute yo-yo and a half. He still made uh, 56000 for the year. Um, but he's uh, finished with an 18, which is a bit of a stinger. Suwali'i, 18 points. Mate, hasn't he gone downhill in a handbasket? He's still just... Um, he's still at 9.9%. People have got to move him on. Um, Pele, he's still 17.3% finished on a 19. Um, that's got to sting people. Sloan, he uh, was popular by a few weeks ago. He's at 22.3%. It's either a 20 or it's an 80, and it was a 20 last week, which is a bit of a, a bummer. Um, Hodgson, he's still 5%, uh, and he's finished with a 22, which is a stinger. Um, look, Warbrick, he... At a low break even, he's made 202000 for the year, 24 points from him. He's up against a 64 break even this week. Um, I held him last week because I couldn't get the money to work, um, but he looks like he's really maxing out now. Um, so, you know, you've got to think about it, haven't you? Um, Katoni's on 7.5% still, 25 points from him is going to sting. Uh, well, Ilias is still at 7.8%. I don't know why. Oh, I mean, no, he, I don't know why. Uh, 26 points from him is going to sting. Um, look, you're getting up to um, know, pretty decent scores soon and not huge ownership. 5.9% had Cheekam and you got a 31, which I think is down. It's a low score, but you don't um, sweat that too much. Alamotti with a 32. Um, he's made 132K for the year. This is um, a loss last week of 7.3K. He's up against a 32 break even this week and um, New Zealand Warriors. I don't know if it's an urgent sell for you. Um, and it was a 30, um, but he is um, sort of you know, not showing a huge, huge ceiling on him. A-Ray with a 32 for 7.9%. Now, that's taken up one of your halfback spots. Um, so that would sting you, I imagine. Uh, Mitch Kenny, 7.2% with a 34, probably stings a touch. Um, Welsh, I think he's sort of not what we'd hoped for this year, unfortunately. Just uh, averaging under the 50 there for the year, 35 points out of him. Appy's been an absolute dunce um, for a while. Well, I mean, yeah, average of under 50, I'm going to call that a dunce, 3.3. Um, he's finished with a 35. Um, well, I don't know, what else do you want? 21%. Stefano with a 36, he's over 20% owned. Yeah, that's let's not be too nasty, eh? That's it's magic ground. Let's be happy. Um, let's move it on to the next bit. I'm watching you, Adrianosaurus. Always watching. 
Okay, let's talk about it. Um, the players that I'm sort of looking at to move on, Warbrick, obviously I think he's sort of maxed out um, price-wise. Um, I'm looking at moving him on. I've got my eye on Ford, um, actually, from the Warriors. I... I uh, wanted to sort of hold him. He's, a, he's around 13 cover, um, but the scoring sort of dropped off in the last couple of weeks. Um, and I've also been looking at um, Katoa, obviously, there from the Dolphins, who's sort of been mild enough. Um, I'm sort of making my decision between which one of those two that I do move on. Now, obviously, they're both sort of round 13 um, cover. Uh, and, you know, the scoring's sort of similar. I think that Ford probably has a little bit more in him. He's obviously worth more. Um, and he's scored a couple of 70s in you know, the last couple of weeks. It's been a 67, 56, 44. So um, it is a possibility that could be Ford. And it probably is cutting Katoa too early. Um, but it's because I'm thinking about the plays that I'd like to bring in. Um, Warbrick. You know, I'm looking at moving him down. I know it is early and it could be fraught with the disaster if uh, Brenko Lee comes back in. Um, but Tawari, I just don't know how after he, how he played, you could drop him. I think he looks terrific. Um, so, yes, I would be going early on him and that's going to fund a move for me um, to use Katoa's money to get um, either a Tohu Harris or a Jack DeBellin in just to stiffen up my jewels because I can get them into the second row forward spot. Um, and obviously play them this week while I've got Gilbert on the buy. So um, those are those are players I'm looking at. Um, look, I've I've had a bit of an eye on Val Holmes where the scoring sort of been mid, and he's only had sort of a couple of uh, really good ones in there. Obviously, I'd love to get rid of Sonny Luke, and I think maybe um, I'm going to have to think of something when Harry Grant's on uh, Origin duty and getting sort of rested games because I don't think you can even rely on Sonny Luke. But at the moment, you're going to need a packet um, to. Get get him up to another hooker. Who are you going to get him to? Um, yeah, so those are the players I'm sort of looking at. Um, obviously, I'm interested in Buller um, as well. Uh, he looks terrific to me. He's coming up against a minus 32 break even. Um, obviously, I am rocking Tommy Turbo there uh, in the fullback with Gutho. Um, and look, I don't even know if Tommy Turbo is going to go off to origin with the fitness that he's got. Um, and he, he could be on the chopping block. But I think if you're going to do that kind of move, you've got to do it now uh, with him uh, to get uh, take advantage of Buller and his money-making. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, look, I've got Warbrick, so I don't even think I need to sell Tommy Turbo this week necessarily. It means I'm going to, if I am going to grab Buller, um, maybe I'll have to get him for a little bit more expensive. But, um, you know, I'm interested in it. And it's, um, it's not out of the realms of possibility that that um, I flick turbo because I, I did talk about that round 14, which may be harder, well, will be harder, I reckon, than the round 14. So limiting and culling, obviously, some of these manly seagulls, which you probably are going to cover, because in round 14, I'll lose Gutho as well. So I'm going to be losing both of my fullbacks. So there's a very big possibility if Tommy Turbo goes off to origin, obviously, um, even if he doesn't, I've got that round 14, I'm going to have no fullbacks. Um, so yeah, um, those are players that I'm sort of thinking of. Um, I reckon it's worth in future problems, um, we have a look at the trends uh, of who people are bringing in because I'm recording obviously on a Monday and I'll give you my two cents of how they're looking at the moment in the early doors um, of trade outs and trade ins. Um, we'll wrap this bad boy up a nice, short, and sweet magic round, round 10, eh? That's a problem for future Adrianosaurus. I don't envy that guy. Well, let's have a look at the future um, for what 
coaches are doing actually now for trades. Number one on the list is Tyrell Sloan. Uh, he's had a loss of 25k um, last week, but he has made 187,000 for the year, which means he's been a pretty good cheapie. Uh, look, people were bringing him in though a couple of weeks ago, and I don't think it's been good um, since. 11.1% uh, people move him on. Um, so far, so um, look, that, that makes sense to me. Um, uh, moving on, number two, Warbrick. Um, yeah, I'm moving him on. He's made his 202k for the year. He is um, up against the 60 odd break even. I mean, looks not the worst break even if he gets some joy out there on the wing, but I'm moving him on. I would have done it last week if the money had worked, um, but this week it gets me sort of an upgrade there from a 300k to a you know, it's a Tohu or a Debellin type price point. So um, I'm going to be moving him on. Uh, number three on the list is Hammer. The Hammer has lost some money. He's gone down 40K. Um, he's made 179000 for the year. Um, look, they're on the buy, um, but I just think... Um, I mean, it depends where you got him. If you've got him in the centres, I guess you can move him on. Um, Katoa, he's been moving, moved on by people. He's made 160000 for the year. Uh, I'm going to move him, maybe. I'm hearing mail that Josh Schuster um, might be making an early return than we, than we thought, um, although he's been dog shit, <laughs> but he might be back this week. Um, look, he's been pretty good. He's got a break even at 26, so you're definitely moving early. In the last sort of... Um, five weeks at 34, 39, 47. Oh, sorry, that, that, that's, that's six. Um, we've got oh, 30, 34, 39, 47, 40, and a 52 on the week. Uh, on the week just gone. That was his highest score of the year, actually. Um, so, look, I don't know if I would move him, but he is, he is dispensable. I'm sort of stacking him up against Ford um, as a sell because I, I don't know if I want to hold, hold both of those guys all year long. Not, nor do I want to hold Schuster. I just can't make the trade with his money because he's worth nothing. Um, so, look, I think you can move him because I think it's going to be a bit of that, but he probably has a bit more money to make, uh, and he's going to be there for the first buy, So, but so is Ford. So I'm making that decision between those two players, um, and at the moment I'm leaning towards Katoa. Uh, Cameron Murray's next on the list. He's lost 182000 for the year. Uh, well, it hasn't been the greatest, has it? And 3.4% of people um, cutting their losses with him. Uh, it's been three 40s in a row, and it was a 50 before that. So he's going to go off to Origin. Um, and look, there was a bit of a resurgence there, wasn't there, for him? Uh, we had midi sort of scores, and then I sold him, but then he got an 88 and an 85. But with those last number of weeks, I feel like I was justified. Uh, people moving him on now, he's lost so much value. Um Paul Alamotti, um, he's made 132k for the year, 3.4% getting rid of him. He's up against a 32 break even against the New Zealand Warriors, and I don't really um, think it's an urgent move, but uh, it's been an 11, a 45, 26, 38, 32 over the recent weeks, which hasn't been um, very good. Christian Welsh, we did talk about him in there as one of the low scorers. He's only made 18.8k for the year, and he's just lost 7.6. I'm pretty sure he goes off to Origin, doesn't he? Um, and look, we've you get 50s the last five weeks. It's been a 55, 50, 51, 56, which is pretty acceptable. People are probably just a bit shitty um, after getting a 35 out of him last week. Uh, I don't mind it. If you're getting to one of these sort of premium ones, I just don't think... I think Welsh was like 25 points short. 
isn't he, of those? And I don't think he's a season-long keep. He's under 500K now. Ford, people are moving him on. He's been a good cheapie. He's made 11K on the weekend, um, 229,300, but the score wasn't one of his better ones. It was a 44. Um, he's sort of anywhere between – he gets a 40s – you know, 40s, 50s, or 70s. That's what he sort of scores. Um, look, you make your decisions, and I, I kind of think that his scoring potential is a little higher than Katoa. That's why I'm sort of culling in that direction, but I reckon you can move forward on if you want. Yes, you're getting rid of someone who is going to cover one of these upcoming buys, but um, he's not a season-long holder. So, I mean, you know, don't get rid of these season-long hold players. Get rid of one of a these guys who you've always had as as dispensable. Um, next one on the list is Taruva. Uh, he's made 113 for the year. Um, he's up against a 44 break even. He's got the Roosters. Um, look, he's, yeah, I mean, his top score for the year was a 63. Um, he got a 47 last week, but it hasn't been great scoring from him. Uh, he just just not get the ball, unfortunately. He looked like he might have had an early, um, in early doors, he might have had a base on him, which he doesn't seem to have. Look, the next uh, one on the list, Josh Schuster, people are getting rid of him. Um, he is 2.2%. Um, we did hear mail that he was going to be out for a while, um, and the Manly Seagulls don't look like they're in great form, do they? Um, and nor does Schuster. But hopefully, for me, I just reckon he's um, might have had a bit of a kick up the bum, and he might have a bit of a point to prove um, when he comes back. And the mail I'm hearing is he might even jag a spot this week. So maybe that ownership will change. Let's have a look to trade it in. Um, Valence Tawari, yes, you're going early on him. 12.4% of people moving him in. He's, um, he, he's got a 92 with a couple of tries. Oh, 94, sorry. You are going early because, um, look, you, you might even see him get named. Well, he's not going to get named this week because they're on the buy. So it is fraught with risk. Um, on an eye test thing, he looked terrific. And we've heard great raps on him uh, coming out. I don't think Brenko Lee's... He's he's not he's not a Breko was a great good player at his time. I just don't think he's anything near what what Tawari offers in the future. Um, it's just whether Bennett's like, all right, you've you look great, um, and we're going to give you the spot. Um, if you go now, it's obviously a money move. It's a move I'm considering in order to be able to do that nice upgrade, um, and just realize that there's a possibility that he, he might just blood him for a couple of games and Brenko might just come back in. Um, so, bye, beware. Uh, number two on the list is Ruben Garrick. People are getting rid of him. Um, he's lost 201k for the year, Ruben. Far out. I've had him for a while. I think I've lost a lot of that money, but I don't have any desire to move Ruben on. Um, yes, we had a 27-minute game there with an eight, which probably put the kibosh on his money sort of capabilities. And we've had a 44 and a 35, which is very unruben-like. But I think that that coincides with him there for that game in the centres and obviously them um, not looking the best. But he got an 83 on the weekend with a couple of questionable line breaks. Nearly lost 5K. Um, so I'm going to hold him. I don't think I'm going to get rid of him at all, actually, for the rest of the year. I think his potential for scoring is really good. Um, yes, the last four weeks has been has been shit 8 44 35 eight, uh, and well three of the three scores out of the last four weeks have been very bad he start to the year was a 110 and 82 a 71 and 81 so i just on the potential of what he normally scores uh, i'm gonna probably hold him um number three on the list is tohu harris i am thinking about him uh, i've got a slight worry there on the old knees 
Um, and look, I have got my eye on Debella in there as well. Um, now, he, he when he plays, he gets um, very good minutes, is what it seems. Um, so... You know, he's definitely on the consideration for me. Uh, I like Tohu when he's fit because he's such a weapon and he seems to command big minutes in that team because of his reputation. He's got the his pedigree, you know. Um, so I like um, him as a trade-in this week if, you, if we believe the narrative that he's okay and the knees are holding up. So I kind of agree with that one. Number four on the list is Bula. Um, he's been terrific there. Now, the score on the weekend was a 59, which is acceptable, I guess, but he's only fullback. So um, stacking up against others, is that what you want? Um, I don't know, but he's made 81 k because you've missed his first price rise, but he is up against the minus 32 this week. So people are going to be making the move, and if you do that now from, say, a Tommy Turbo type, you make 300 k or so. So, you know, I think um, he looks a good one to me. I just wish he was available in centre, um, but people are bringing him in, and I can't see any problem with that. Number f- five on the list is uh, Max Guy. I don't know if, about this. He, he's obviously up against a minus 28 break even, um, is he going to hold his spot in that team? Um, I don't know. Um, but I, I just don't know. I mean, I'm he, he's worth um, 234000 Would you just, by the look of Tawari, would you go him instead? Um, I don't know. Things to the drag. And even that's sort of putting me off to Bell or not. But I think he'll still get the good minutes. Um, but I don't know if you move on Fee Guy because I don't know if he's going to stay in there. Was, you got Ravalara on one and the other Fee Guy on the other one, I don't know. So I wouldn't be bringing him in personally, but, um, you know, go for it if you like. Uh, Alex Johnston, 589000 He's lost 124 k for the year. This was He was bottoming out, wasn't he? Um, he's up against a 76 break even this week, which you don't have to necessarily bring him in. But he got a 76 on the weekend, and he's up against the West Tigers. They're rejuven, rejuvenated West Tigers, but they look absolutely sensational, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And I reckon Alex Johnston might be on for a couple of tries this week. Um, he just went up 16k. I think he's uh, got a you know he's got that break even covered this week. I reckon so. I think he could have some joy out there. Dylan Brown, people bringing him in. He's made 71k this week. He's been very good, hasn't he? Um, in recent times, he's uh, averaged 73.7 for the year, which is very solid. He's tunned up two weeks in a row, and before that, it was 60, which was acceptable. But it's terrific to see him grab um, a couple of hundred. In the last couple of weeks, he's going to be without Mitch Moses this week as well, so he's going to have to do a lot of the uh, playmaking work himself. Number eight on this is Jack DeBellin. He's been very good. He's um, 597000 so he's right in the wheelhouse there price-wise with um, Tohu. He's made 48 k for the year, but his uh, average is... Um, 58.8, but his, his three-round average is 75. That's the thing I think that is luring people in. Um, what's the difference? Um, he, you know, he seems to be getting, he, he's getting more minutes. When he was obviously starting for the year, it was a 47 and a 40 minutes. The minutes went up after that to 80, 68, 80, and 74 on the weekend. The scoring has gone 52, 63, 71, and a 91 on the weekend. There is some buy coverage in there as well. He's got the handy jewel. So I think that him and Tohu's sort of um, stacked up against each other. Um, make your choice, which you like. Um, but he's scoring over the last three weeks and provided that we believe he's going to continue getting the minutes in that basket case that is St. George. Um, you know, get get in and get around it. Um, number nine on this is Billy Smith. He looked very good on the weekend. Um, he's only played the one game, hasn't he? Um, he scored a 71. He looked like one of their best players. I don't really get this one because um, obviously you can wait another week um, because there's so many things up in the air there like... Um, 
you know, maybe Sam Walker could come back in. They could put, um, you know, uh, Manu back to the centres. Uh, maybe Suwali goes to the wing. I don't think he's cut, uh, cut the mustard at, um, uh, in the centres, personally. Um, look, I think if Billy Smith um, looks really good again this week um, and he gets selected for the round after, he could be an absolutely terrific downgrade. But who am I to talk? I'm talking about Tawari saying I'll go a week early. I think it's uh, just as much risk, probably, isn't it? Um, Brenko's there. It's, it's the same with the Roosters. There's a few people there that could possibly take his position. Um, I just think it might be a touch early on, even Tawari, um, and but definitely Billy Smith as well. Um, he's been, you know, we we touch wood that he doesn't get injured again because um, he, he really deserves um, to catch a break, doesn't he? Number 10 on the list is Jaden Sullivan. Obviously, we saw Hunt go back to hooker there for that game. Didn't work out. They still lost, didn't they, to the West Tigers. But he made 55K for the year. He's got the 5'8 um, hooker sort of coverage. Um, maybe that's a solution for people with the old Sonny Luke. Um, but the scoring has been a 21, a 48, 34. Um, they were in 80-minute games. He played 55 on the weekend. He scored an 83. So um, for me, that's only one score that I reckon is um, doable. Um, and, you know, I'm, I don't know. I just don't know if I'd do it. What's he got to break even? He's got to break in of zero. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't love the scoring outside of that one score last week, so I don't know if I'd do it. Um, look, I'm. You, you, this is a perfect week, I think, to hold if you really want to. You can just sort of get a lay of the land. I've got Gilbert out, so I still don't want to rely on Mawali or Ben Murdoch-Basilla. Um, I've got Gilbert to, you know, to sit, so... I get a bit of um, depth there, being able to have that um, jewel down in the second row that I can bring up. Um, and I think Warbrick and, and some other piece, whether it's Ford uh, or, or going early on Katoro, I just don't think has the ceiling type scoring in him. He might have a bit more money to make, yes, but you know he's a, he's a dispensable piece for me um, because I don't know if I'm going to see a big hundred out of him. Um, sorry that I'm a bit late on the old potty for the Sunday night wrap. I was in no state. I needed to come home and sleep um, yesterday, and uh, I couldn't get around to uh, recording in the morning, unfortunately. But I appreciate you all. Um, I'll be back tomorrow, obviously, with um, a mate there in the guns to go over the team list Tuesday um, and. Have a great week, guys. Um, We'll talk to you again soon. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. This will be a miracle. Oh, it is a miracle. Oh, my goodness. You won't see anything like that again this year. And maybe...